How often do you use those sounds in your day-to-day life that you think that that's how you have to test the mic out? I don't, I don't know if you know this, but every single time me and DeMar get on the mic, that is literally what we do. So we sound good. And then we gotta, make sure, we gotta make sure the action noise is yeah, yeah. sound right. Pink, 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 pink. The pals. So, interesting way I want to start this out. Uh, I saw this on the internet the other day, and I think that it's a, it, it's, it's a tale as old as time. It's a debate as old as time. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Mm. Yes or no? Let's we'll start with you. Let's start with like uh, let's start with you, Maui. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Hundred percent. What's your reasoning? Um, you have a piece of bread, and it is sliced in the middle. You insert, whether it be meat or non-meat products, and uh, you just happen to eat it. No, you know what? Let me take it back. Uh, a hot dog's actually a taco, not a not a not a. Oh, uh, nobody's ever. What? In the entirety of this discussion, I don't think anybody's ever <laughs> said a hot dog is a taco. No, I, no I've, I've actually said that I would concede that it would be a taco before it would be a sandwich. Ah, yeah. Okay, so my or take a roll, on I guess. My take on this like is that sandwiches have a width minimum. Mm. Because like if you take a, girth, a you if you say? take a girthy a girth min mm. like a girth <clears throat> min max like you know uh, like if you take a subway sandwich like a foot long and you cut it into five lengthwise sections mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a sandwich anymore it just feel like a weird strip of like material mm, but yeah. if you cut it widthwise five ways all of those are sandwiches so I think that if you mm. put four hot dogs on bread sandwich one hot dog taco is it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Think about it. Because well, like, no, I'm just, t- I almost said, is it the direction you eat it? And then I thought, well, why would you eat what direction are you eating your sandwich in? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Do you not eat your hot dogs right down the middle? I eat them from top down. I eat them like uh, I go. You can't see it like on corn, video. Like, 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 yeah, like corn, corn on the cob, all the way yeah. down. So you should do that. Oh, that, I mean, that makes that's actually the most efficient right. way to eat a hot dog. So I get the whole bread and meat without having to get. I don't have to open my mouth up wide. Yeah. I don't have to like deep throat a hot dog. I can just. I'm yeah. not, Actually, while we're talking about that, why the fuck when you order a sandwich, like why is it like just taller? When you get a bigger sandwich, why is it taller? Like my mouth only opens so, <laughs> so high. Wide. That's like see, why I don't like because, like a Big Mac. You know how because, fucking wide you have to open your length, mouth for a Big Mac? Because length, right? Because a sandwich length, like is it's harder to fuck with like a hey here's your bag of sandwich and it's just like a like a. Toblerone I think of it's a, meat. I, think it's a, <laughs> I agree. I think it's a packaging right, issue. A packaging I issue. don't feel like okay. So if you go to a if you go to a place and you're like like it's a it's a pound and a half patty and you're like yeah fucking yeah I don't want a pound and a half patty spread out like a steak burger from Steak and Shake. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, like I need the BK. You know BK has the long sandwiches. Like they have like the, um, the those chicken dumbest looking sandwiches. They're ever, the though. most efficient sandwich ever. But they actually. had to go out. And do extra oh, right. packaging stuff. Right, they, it's a it's a dimension issue. Like you mm. can you can only fit like try to order three of the boys. Still, your bag don't look right. They all stacked on top. Ah, nah, nah, nah. Mm. It's it, Burger King's just trying to do anything wild to be relevant. Right, just they're round. not doing it because it's the best idea. They're doing it because it was an idea. But I do get what you're saying because like nothing's weirder than getting a sandwich and like. It's so big that the only way you can eat it is like in bites. In, yeah, well, you're like you two bites. Well, in bites. Well, well, <laughs> I mean, are you are you swallowing every other food whole? No, I mean like I, need to take, I have to take a top bite and a bottom bite just to enjoy right, the, just full to get the full sandwich. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, not yeah. even tasting the whole sandwich. You're right. eating two different burgers. Yeah, at it's that so point. much work to oh, make yeah. sure you get an even bite. No doubt. So 
that's America's way to end obesity. They're like, if it's just inconvenient make food to, to, make eat. This, to eat just this food, maybe people will order smaller put food. every sandwich in a blister pack. Like, you know, <laughs> if they did that, if I went anywhere and all of my food was in blister packs and that's how I had to open it, I'd fucking go outside and eat grass before right, I continue to like, order food from that's anywhere. That's how you combat obesity right there, America. Do you know what? Hey, go ahead. Add more plastic. Fuck more turtles. Lose Whoa, what? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Run, run B-roll real quick. Run the intro. Yeah, roll, roll the intro. I need a second to process all this. You're on with Maui. Uh, no relation to the trademark whatsoever. D-Mark. I don't believe in none of this. And X. Which, by the way, Dick Wolf is the best name ever. And this is when awesome collides. But this is when awesome collides. Um, it is your boy Maui. Wait, leave here. that in. Leave that in. Yeah, leave that shit in. It's your boy Maui with uh, with my boys D Mark X holding it down here again. Jamie over there on the uh, on the on the technical side. Dude, I always fucking forget to introduce Jamie. What a rude bitch. I mean, you know, he's just in the background. Fuck do him, you, anyways. Do you introduce like? If you had like a maid or a butler or something, do you introduce them to guests? The help? Ooh. No, yeah. We said Hold we don't on. introduce what? the help. I specifically did not say the right help again because I got yelled Crazy. at before. I'm asking a oh question. I don't God. have service. Can't even go three minutes without this dude saying something crazy and out of pocket. Oh my! I don't God. have hired help, so I don't know what you're supposed to do. You I don't know the etiquette. Labor? Crazy. Ah. That's crazy. I haven't. Oh. Yeah, we're off to a hot start here. <laughs> Side note again. Uh, a hot dog. Is considered a sandwich and a taco. Oh, Ooh, hybrid. I refuse to accept it can be both. It can be one or the other, but it cannot be both. Based on the definition of what a taco and a, a sandwich is, it's both. Oh, well, see, I don't like that. I don't like empirical evidence to end this debate. It's been empirical. raging too long. <laughs> it's been raging too long. Oh, yeah. You, you can't be more than one thing. What do you think you are? No, uh -uh. What do you, you think pick, you, you pick are? a lane and you stay in it. Yeah, please. that's it. You can never change. You can't be a little bit of nothing. That's the America I liked living in. Like That's the America that we are currently living in. So, I mean, we have to <laughs> abide by the rules. Thing. You can't be more than one. Hot dogs are just food fluid. Hmm. Oh, Ooh. first off, that's gross. I get what you mean, but that sounds <laughs> gross. It does sound real gross. Like liquidized hot dogs? I'm not for it. All right, so what we got on the docket today, Maui? All right, so um, today we have an interesting topic. Um, today we're going to be talking about Dave Chappelle. Um, in light with... Uh, <clears throat> With the current events, and, and he just released a new special, you know, 846, we figured, you know what, it'd be a good time to talk about it. He, he, I, I, we can go right into it, but it's going to be really interesting, you know, with, with our three different backgrounds and, and see what we all get from, from a lot of his metaphors and stuff like that, because I feel like uh, he's, he's pretty deep with his humor. Like, not only is it, like, surface funny, but if you really start thinking about things, that he, um, he can get pretty deep, and I think either, what do you call it, he's pretty polarizing, because either you hate him or you love him just because of his content. And, I don't think anybody hates him. Uh, uh, he will tell you there's a whole group of people that hate him, but yeah. it's one it's one specific group that I, doesn't I like him. I feel like mm. even though like they're like, oh, I hate this guy, but he's hilarious. Like I don't. But yeah, we're gonna talk about Dave Chappelle. So we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about a little. Um, so obviously we'll talk about the Chappelle show. Talk about how you know we liked it in different episodes, and we'll talk about some of his stand up. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get to eight forty six of two. So actually, you want to pop? Can it you off? call eight forty six a stand up? By the way, I feel like I want a better name for it because. While it's relevant and probably needed, it wasn't funny. It was funny. That is funny moments. It's other than Candace Owens has a stinky pussy. That was bitch. pretty much. <laughs> that was that was the only joke. So his social commentary. Yeah. Still SC. No stand up is SC. I don't know. It's late. I'm bad at that. I feel you. 
but yeah, we we can pop it off and like we'll get to eight forty six eventually. I want to talk about, but um, first things first, man. I what do you? So when was the first time you guys like heard either Dave Chappelle? Was it was a Chappelle show? Was that your first introduction, or did you guys listen to stand up beforehand or like half baked or? What? Yeah, half baked was the first time I'd ever seen uh, any of Dave Chappelle's uh, stuff. Uh, I didn't actually enjoy the movie that much when I was younger. It's funny now because I watch the movie now and I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. I don't know what younger me, you know, didn't see in this. Obviously, it's, you know, I, the, the jokes became a little bit more relevant and things of that nature. Um, but the first real exposure, you know, beside just, you know, the, that that uh, that movie would have been was the Chappelle show. I think that's most people's um, introduction to Dave Chappelle at large. Um, but, yeah, that's when I first started, you know. Realizing that he's the funniest man who's ever created in history, uh, and there, there will never be another comedian at the level at which he operates ever again. What about you, X? I think the first time I saw Dave Chappelle, because if we have any theme from this podcast at all, it's I wasn't allowed to watch things. <laughs> so, Robin Hood Men in Tights, I think, was actually mm. the first time yeah. I saw Dave Chappelle, and I just remember as a kid thinking it was hilarious that he stopped to pump up his uh his fucking nikes right before they went into the fight but uh yeah i didn't have i didn't have a lot of exposure to him almost at all until probably later teen years like junior senior in high school just because again i couldn't watch pretty i couldn't watch comedy central like at all like it wasn't really allowed on in my house uh stand-up comedy other than you know Jerry Seinfeld and his, or Jeff Foxworthy, which, oh my God. Real quick, I don't, I don't want to interrupt you, but. Oh, you just did. I know. But you're I'm, going to, that's why I'm sorry, I get it. bro. Dude, I fucking, I can't stand Seinfeld. I can't stand Seinfeld the person. The show is funny, but I can't stand I Seinfeld. His newest stand-up is funny as fuck. Not, his his delivery, bro, is the same. What? What's the deal with, with airline food? Have you been to I, New York today? I mean, really? Right? Where did you see the things outside today? I mean, come on. That was all of Seinfeld's comedy. Out of comedy. all the Seinfeld references you could have used, used the one that everybody uses yeah. all the time. Yeah, I figured, you, you know. boring. You're boring. I'm sorry, man. And it's just fairness, easy though, to go to it. He almost has a billion dollars. And Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee is fantastic. And his newest stand-up is really good. His old stand-up's terrible. I just wish that he would, like, change his delivery. It's like Meek Mill. He's like the Meek Mill of comedy. Just does not change his delivery. <laughs> One full delivery. The entire, the entire thing. In his fair. new stand-up, is it? his last two that he's done on Netflix are nothing like old Way Seinfeld. See, I might actually be interested in uh, his in newest. Those. His newest one is good. The one before that was still just, I'm back at comedy, and it was really shitty. But the last one he just did is fantastic, and it's not like old Seinfeld at all. Menage a trois. I feel like you have to be a certain type of person to be a menage a trois person. That's a Seinfeld joke. What? That's literally nope. was from the show. No, was it? Yeah, it was. Oh. Yeah, it was the episode where like well, it was probably was just to... as funny as you said because I ain't like No, at all. yeah, it was not funny. Yeah. But that that was his delivery. That's what that's what Seinfeld's <laughs> like. But continue, Xavier. I'm sorry. That you know, that's all I was saying. I didn't have I didn't have a whole lot of exposure to him like early on. So Robin Hood Men in Tights, and then he was in uh Oh, what the fuck was it? Nutty Professor? He was uh, Reggie or whatever in Nutty Professor. Oh, damn. I oh, forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, because he had the little uh, pineapple <laughs> top dreads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So more as an actor. I didn't really know Dave Chappelle as the comedian. I knew, I, I knew him as that, but I didn't have any actual reference material as Dave Chappelle the comedian. It was always Dave Chappelle the actor, which I think is probably opposite than what a lot of other people uh, uh, had. So, okay. So, so when you saw him and doing a stand up, you're like, oh shit, not only is this dude funny in movies, 
but he actually tells really good fucking jokes also. Yeah, I mean, I think it's impossible not to be a fan of Dave Chappelle just from, and a lot of people talk about it in, in the interviews or, you know, the, the Mark Twain thing that was on, on Netflix, which I could probably spend six hours talking about, but he's very intellectual and you don't get that with a lot of comedians. It's very hard to come by somebody making something that's not funny, funny, but it's just how they approach it. It's not necessarily that they're saying anything funny. They're just able to take subject material or sensitive, you know, shit and, and turn it into something that everybody can kind of get behind and, and see as a, as a united front kind of thing. And I think he does that a lot better than arguably like D Mark said earlier. I don't know if we'll ever have, it'd be dope if we have another Dave Chappelle, but I don't think we can have another Dave Chappelle from just a stand-up perspective. The current climate and, and being able to be controversial and not being labeled a certain thing. But the problem um, is you have to get you have to be famous first. Yeah, like you have to get to a, a level of uncancelable to where you know if he, he was shocking back then. Yeah. Now it's appalling. Right. But he's been shocking for so long that it's too late. You can't you know can't rid, get rid of him. And I think that that is going to suck for comedy in general going forward, mm -hmm. just because it's going to take a special type of person to have that same. Like, you know, it's, it's you almost know, like that respect. Right. Right. Well, that's what, you know, it's not necessarily like saying the way the cool thing about when you watch um, like so for for this, I didn't have a ton of time um, to to do this. But I did watch his stand a couple of specials over again uh, just to kind of really, I, I guess, build a base of what, you know, I enjoyed about watching those stand ups. And the best part about the way he the, the best part about every joke is that it's a it's a story. But the way he tells it, even if it weren't true, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. And I think that's the best part. Like, he'll tell you a story. And you're like, ah, that probably didn't happen. But the way he tells it is so, you're like, this, this, this guy totally lived whatever he's telling us in this. You know, when he, when he tells you a story, a joke, like the best part of when, uh, what was the one he did uh, two years ago? The stand-up he did two years ago? Or last year, my bad. Um, Jamie, can you look that up for us? Did you look at what the, yeah. So the one he did last year, um, he literally said, Were hey, he dressed up like a janitor? Yes, which is honestly kind of the look. Like, I'm on, really no, the green jumps, the yeah. green jumpsuit? Yeah, yeah, green jumpsuit, yeah. So that one, actually, that's the one I took notes on, Sticks and Stones. There you go, Sticks yeah. and Stones. So the cool thing about that one was that he said, hey, give me a word, like, give me a word. And they were like, "Why is it give me a word?" He's like, "By the end of this, by the end of the show, I'm gonna work that 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 uh that word into a that uh thing into Ooh, a joke." No, it was not sticks and stones. Jamie, I had to look that up. It wasn't sticks and no, stones. It was it's the one like inequality. There we go. Or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. something, something like that. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that was two specials. Ago. Yeah, it was two specials ago. Yeah, and yeah. then at the end of it, he literally was like, "Everybody I forgot. You yucking. You're enjoying yourself." And then he st starts this joke. And at the end of the joke, he says the phrase that the, they said at the beginning of the show. And literally, he was like, "I told you I was gonna work it in." And I'm like, "Dude, I." That's incredible because like he could have just come up with this story right now or how how cool it is to get a phrase. And then he was like, I already have the joke. I already have it made. But how do I work in this crazy phrase, you know, this phrase into the thing? You know, it's, it's a certain t the way he tells a story, the way he spins this yarn, the way he comes about it. And he look he. He looks like he, enjoy, he enjoys himself. Like he he never takes himself seriously, even if he does. I'm I'm sure it's a craft. I'm sure he's out there banging it out, doing his thing. But the crazy part about it is that he he feels like he's enjoying himself every time he does something, and it looks like he wouldn't do it if he didn't love it. Yeah. And that's infectious. Like when you see somebody who's really up there doing their thing, and like they're like, "Hey, this is me. Take it or leave it." And you're like, "Oh, I'm with it." 
Like I'm with it. Even if I don't think there's ever been a joke that hasn't landed. There've been a couple where I'm like, eh, you know, yeah. whatever. But that's just because the level of comedy I expect from him is so high that I'm like, eh, that was a pretty go okay joke. But it wasn't up to his standards, you know. But yeah, no, it's 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 a it's it's interesting to watch because every time you watch a stand up special, he gives you a little bit different vibe, a little bit different flow. Mm-hmm. But it, you can tell like it's it, a master class in you know what. A person would hope to be if they're going to, you know, going to a profession like that. And I do hope that we do get something like that, you know, going on. I hope that the next generation has a, you know, Dave Chappelle, like you know, they, you know, ever before then, you know, the Eddie Murphys and the, the, you know, Richard Pryor, Richard Pryors and and George you know, Carlin, right? Of those, oh man, you can never have another George Carlin. I can mm-hmm. tell you that. Um, nope, nope. <laughs> but like, I hope that the next generation will ha- will find that and have that because he shaped a lot of the way we see comedy today. You know. Yeah. I also think it, hold on, I think it's great really quick when you watch him do shit. The last four or five stand-ups, he has 82 cigarettes and he just ashes all over the floor. The entire thing, he's like, what the fuck are you going to do? Kick me out? You paid to see me. And he just walks around the stage, just fucking no ashtray, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it's that kind of attitude where he's just like, what's the worst that's going to happen? I don't do this. I didn't do it once before and shit still turned out okay. So, you know. I think his audacity, I think, is what makes him Great. fun to watch rather than listen to. I can listen to a lot of comics. I don't care to watch a lot of comics. I think yeah. watching Chappelle is a, a, a completely different experience than just listening to him, uh, which I think is, is fantastic to have two different, the same thing delivered two ways, and you get two different kind of experiences while doing it. Yeah. No, so um, for me... Um, so I want to say, like, I really enjoyed Chappelle and the Chappelle show. And that kind of motivated me to go kind of see more of his stuff. And then when I did look into, like, some of his stuff, I remembered, like, oh, I did see, like, a stand-up special of Dave Chappelle. I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedy junkie, dude. I can I can just watch stand-up all day if I had to. Um, but I watched some of his stand-up, well, one specifically, a long time ago. And then, obviously, I remembered. And then I remembered he was in Men in Tights. And then I remembered that he was in How High. Not How High. Half-Big. Yeah, Half-Big. Sorry. Um, and then I was like, oh shit, I've been watching this nigga, like fucking just fucking kill it. And, and like a side, either as a side, uh, comedy, comic relief or something in a movie. And I really enjoyed him. And then Ch- Chappelle's show was just the next level. Um, one of the things that I kind of, um, what is it? I guess, I guess I don't want to say he's necessarily, I respect Dave Chappelle a lot. Um, mostly like you guys are saying, I think his attention to detail is second to none. The you can tell a lot of his material is based off his life experiences. And if you were to go watch the Mark Twain special that is on Netflix, you kind of see like his kind of life story. They kind of talk about his background They talk about his mother. And he kind of tells his story about like where he came from and stuff like that. And if you've been following Dave Chappelle's career, you'll you'll be like, oh, shit, all the stuff he's been living through or the lessons that he's learned over time, like his parents or his grandmother, he, he mentions in that in that special all kind of play a role into who the man who he's become, but more importantly is comedy. You know, I don't want to necessarily ruin a lot of the jokes. You know, I'm, I'm trying really hard not to, you know, give you guys punchlines or, or a lot of like meat and potatoes of the jokes. So you guys can kind of go back if you guys haven't watched any of his stuff. Or by the way, something that we, uh, I, I apologize for interrupting you, but something that we've gotten feedback on is that we don't kind of tell people where they can go and watch a lot of this stuff. Uh, Netflix has a fair amount, if not all, of the specials that we're going we're gonna to be talking about on there. Um, I honestly don't really know where you can watch Chappelle's show anymore. Um, you can you can go get it on Comedy Central on Demand, Comedy Central on Demand. And YouTube. Well, obviously, yeah, yeah, YouTube, uh, you know, or, or sell the high seas. We don't condone that, but, you know, do what you got to do uh, to enjoy this content. But, uh, yeah, so... Spotify has 
that's actually where I listened to 846, oh, where Spotify yeah. has uh, all of his actual stand-ups on there. You have to go find it. I don't know how they uploaded it because he doesn't have his own artist page, but his stand-ups are uploaded to Spotify as well. Nice. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. What was I just talking about, bro? Uh, you didn't want to give out any of the punchlines? Which we've already like said before that if you come to our show not expecting spoilers. spoilers, especially for <laughs> shit that's been out for a long time, you probably came to the wrong place. Yeah. So there's that. Ditto what they just said. But In the Mark Twain special, he was talking about how the very first set that he did with his mother and his grandmother were there to watch him. It was in a nightclub. I think he was like 14 and 15 years old. Um, if you want to check that, Jamie, you can definitely check. Um, but I think it was 14. Stand up. His first stand-up, he thinks he said he was 14, 15 years old in this bar. And uh, his grandmother and his mom took him there. And, was, and you know, he went to his grandma's like, hey, listen, grandma, um, I just want to let you know, I'm going to say a bunch of stuff that you've never heard me say before. And then she just says, listen, you go up there and you fucking kill it. And don't worry about me. And, like, just to know that he had, like, undying support from, from the woman and the women in his family. And to be able to do things that probably would be frowned upon, right? Taking yeah, a kid to a nightclub. It was, it's 14. Yeah. And they were just supporting his dream because he was like, you know what? Fuck it. I just want to do this. I think I'm funny. I like making people laugh. It's the greatest shit ever. And he talks about that in that special as well. As well that he, nothing's better than being up on stage and, and seeing everybody laughing at and laughing or smiling or having a good time. You know, it's just one of the joys that he can't explain to anybody. So not only was he kind of kind of talks about, you know, kind of growing up black and, and his and um, his self life experiences and whatnot, which is all very reflective of his comedy, which kind of leads right into Chappelle's show. Um, I think Chappelle show is to black people what I believe South Park is to white people. And what I say that is that it, it parodies a lot of the black culture going up in a way that's kind of visceral and kind of the, you can kind of laugh about because like, for example, Ashy Larry, it was ashy as hell walking it's, around. It's kind of the funniest. It's funny funniest as hell. Things, yeah. And, but we all knew like a stupid ashy dude. I've been, yeah. this, I've been ashy Larry a few times. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you don't I'm notice until, right now, to be honest, <laughs> I ain't put on no lotion, bro. Chilling, and then all of a sudden you just look in and the mirror. And you're on camera now. Right, so you look in the mirror, you're like, bro, ashy knees, Maui? <laughs> are my knees literally just like two seconds away from one scrape from a fire? Like, mm. come on, bro. Why you let me come out like this? Right. Yeah. But that's, and I didn't even know the term ashy till I was like 15 and oh, you know, I gave you lotion the first time three years no, ago. No, that's, so a, jo that's nice. a joke, but I already, right, but that's what I'm saying. So him saying it parodies, you know, you know, black life and black culture and shit like that. It is a different experience watching it. Right. Cause yeah, I think Ashley Larry's funny and I understand obviously what it is now, but if you were to show me that when I was a kid, I would have been like, where'd all the ash come from? Right. And I just had a friend, I think I was in eighth grade and he was complaining that his fucking elbows were ashy. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? He goes, okay. And that's all he said. And he walked away from me. I'm like, what the fuck? What does right. he mean? Okay. Like, how do you get ash on your elbows? And then he's like, no, dude, I need fucking lotion. I'm like, oh, mm. <laughs> I never, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known. Right. So like shit like that, like it's funny, but it's like, that's a part like of the black culture going up. Like you just had, you know, those niggas down the street that just happened to be ashy as hell. Stupid like, ashy. You know, play football, you know, pick up football. You can go out there and they like, just... Boy, after game of football, I mean, it is what it is. Like, you know, grass and, you know, it's hot and all that stuff. Like, so like it's just little things like that. Like, it just, just little stuff that somebody would just laugh at just at the, at the, at the very beginning. And then there's just so many more deeper meanings, you know, to, to be able to back all that stuff. Kind of like South Park. So people have been trying to cancel South Park for forever. But I think as a unison, we all know, like, it's all like making fun of itself. It doesn't take itself seriously. The whole point of it 
is to kind of point out, like, if you really look at it. It's extreme. It's it's extreme satire. Kind of the reason you can't cancel Robert Downey Jr. for Tropic Thunder. Because oh, no, they're trying. They're trying. They're trying, they're trying, but they've best. been trying for a while, and they've taken everybody else down. But it's my favorite. That's all you got to do. So, hey, for actors, musicians out there, I'm going to give you one quick tip. The easiest way to avoid being canceled is just just say no. Just Hey, if you don't consent to uh, the cancellation, you good. Like somebody's like, hey, you said this like 10 years ago. Just look them in the eyes and go, cool. And just keep it moving. And they'll just sit there and they'll freak out. And they'll just be like, what's going on? I'm canceling you. And they'll be like, nah, not today. And then just keep it moving. <laughs> keep it pushing. Robert Downey Jr. literally, mm-mm. Now, like Jimmy Kimmel, handed the wrong way. He's like, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a vacation because uh, I, I think I've wronged some people, so I'm gonna take a break. Home alone. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, he should have just been like, yeah, look at all this money I got. What, what's up? Does does Carl Malone want an apology? If not, then keep it pushing. You know, hey, little little pro tip, just say no. But with that being said, I think um, no means no. Even like I think us here, I think we do like a lot of the same stuff. Like we we make we joke around about shit. Like you know, we make fun of Xavier and we'll say like. Oh, we're we gonna get us canceled and blah blah blah. Even though he says a lot of offensive shit. Yeah, I'm not joking. Yeah, yeah no. Canceled. Yeah, what the fuck is this problem? But all jokes aside, we are making fun of things that we see every day. Like, yeah, you know, like if this motherfucker was actually racist, you think we'd fucking be hanging out with this dude? I would. Oh, <laughs> he be, actually, yeah. he actually might. Though. That'd be funny. Yeah, yeah I, I was. I was ironic just to be up in his house. <laughs> like he's just like, hey, get your old man. No, I was about to get us canceled. <laughs> but, yeah, well, you know. Yeah. I uh, I realized we haven't had video online because we've been having issues with it. Soon to be fixed. But I was told I'm going to say by a fan because it's somebody who doesn't know me and I want to feel important. But I was told when they saw me that I didn't look anything like what they expected. So I can only imagine sitting at home, people who have no idea who I am after listening to you guys being like, oh, you said the help. Oh, you almost said this. Or you almost said that being like, oh, I can't wait to see what this motherfucker looks like. So I, I appreciate, you know, the the racist painting you're making. Hey, no problem. And then kind of to tie it back together, it's just kind of like when, you know, what's what is it? Uh, uh. Who was the guy that was blind but also KKK? Clayton Bigsby. Clayton Bigsby. So great. Ah. The greatest sketch. So, one of the greatest sketches. Which he apparently history. made up a lot of those speeches and shit, which I didn't know, which is fantastic. Like, they didn't write those down. He would just go up there and... <laughs> just riffing. That like, makes when, it even uh, better, bro. What's the name of the crackhead character when uh, he was sitting there yelling at the kids and he's oh, like... Tyrone Biggums. Yeah, Tyrone <laughs> he's like, Biggums. Yeah. He's like, dog food tastes exactly like it smells. <laughs> Delicious. Delicious. <laughs> that was all made up. Yep. That wasn't written down. He just said, fuck it. And then he just started saying shit. And they're like, I guess it's good. We can keep going now. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Joe Rogan. I smoke crack. <laughs> that was- That's such a good thing. When he's laying down in the fear factor thing. Mm-hmm. And what was it? Like worms or some shit. And he's like, let me get my newspaper so I can take a nap. And yep. then he has to bring him an extra newspaper. And then he just goes to sleep. And they're like, you can get out now. He's like. I don't think I will, Joe Rogan. <laughs> no. Oh, why? Why, why I gotta leave, Joe Rogan? <laughs> That's what Joe Rogan should do on one of his podcasts: is have fucking uh, Tyrone, Tyrone Biggums be, be a guest. Oh man, that'd be the greatest It'll shit of all time. Like when uh, Charlemagne interviewed fucking Uncle Ruckus. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, oh, that I was didn't the see thing. that. What? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Oh, my yeah. God. If nobody's seen this, it's the Breakfast Club. Just type in Breakfast Club Uncle Ruckus. You're welcome uh, in advance. It's, also, it's, really it's a good. year old. Keep that in mind that I'm supporting it from a year ago. I don't remember everything that was said in it. Yeah, it's 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 a fun it's a fun listen. No, X is only pushing it because he 100 percent agrees with all of what Uncle Ruckus has to say. That's fair, right? Jamie That's showed one. it to me first off, so like 
I, I don't I don't understand. Like, is that supposed to be like a pass? Like mm-hmm. I love I love that's how white exactly, people do that uh, shit. That's the pass. White people are like, but my black friend said it's okay, <laughs> so it must be fine. That is true. That, uh, like, like oh yeah, it's just like I can't hate gay people. I thought that guy was attractive at one point. Oh man. what? See, we got you haven't no. When people are like, I can say a man's good looking, so I'm not a homophobe. It's just, nope. What a weird Come way on, to do bro. it. That's just a weird transition. 100%. It's the same thing. I got a black friend. I got a gay friend. Transition. <laughs> but I, I do enjoy how he makes, he makes light of social issues. And the great thing about doing this episode is that you can kind of, I, I don't know, is it because I'm, I, yes, I'm more socially aware than I was before. Obviously, when a lot of this stuff was going on, like Chappelle Show and whatnot, what I was, what were we, like fucking 16, 17, 18? Younger than that. Chappelle yeah, Show came out like 2002, 2003. Yeah, that's right. About 14 so around there. Middle school. But what I'm talking about when all that shit was hitting hard, like when Chappelle Show was at its peak and, and you know, he was doing his stand up and all that shit. Um, and Jamie always walks away when I'm talking about Literally some shit I don't know. Insane. Always. Every time. Jamie, can what you don't you, oh, you left? What don't <laughs> you know? When when that shit came, like when uh, Chappelle started like really taking off, like let's say like season two of Chappelle Show, two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah, yeah. What really? Yes, I don't think. Fuck, that, dude. I don't think that's right. That I just 13? no, I just rewatched the uh, Mark Twain thing today. Chappelle Show came on in two thousand and three, so season four would have been or season two would have been right around end of three, He's early four. Wrong. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Time is just a as a facsimile. We I have do not that on tape. To. I'm not wrong. No, that's awesome. I'm glad you're right for one time in your life. Yeah, but man. We all got to get one. Everybody yeah. gets one. Everybody gets one. Just like, is that right, Spider Man? A lot of that stuff. You look back and and so like when he's talking in 846, he's talking about like I want somebody to talk to call me out, Mr. Lemon. Is it Don Lemon? Is that his yeah, name? Don Lemon. Yeah. Call me out, Don Lemon, because like he has been making light of social issues. From the very beginning, every single stand-up, every single Chappelle show, like, he, he makes fun of this stuff, but it's all shit that's going down. Like, it's all real shit, you know? So, I actually, so, like I said, I took some notes on, there is a Netflix special, I think it's the second one, not the one that DMR was talking about, but it's called Sticks and Stones. And, for example, in the first minute, like, I want to say the first five minutes, he is ta- he's talking about Anthony Bourdain, and he's, he's talking- yeah, so he talks about how this man, and it's really true, this man had the best job in the world, arguably. We went around, met famous people, had a conversation with them, and ate great food in, in, in random places around the world. Rich. Man was living a lot of people's dream life, and he killed himself. But there was a guy who, who uh, he was from the hood, and not to ruin, like I said, the special. He was from the hood, made it out the hood, went into Ivy League school, and he made a, and he met a chick at, in, in uh, college. And, you know, Dave makes a joke like, you know, like, save her for later in your life, nigga, trust me. Um, but he's like, nah, I love her. And he got married. They got divorced. And he's like, so he went from being a, a person that got out of the hood, made it to Ivy League school, got a divorce, ruined his life, and was now working at Foot Locker, 40 years old, living with his mom, and he didn't kill himself. So when you, from, he's trying to make a point that you can look at somebody and they're living like a magnificent life, but they're miserable. Where somebody that you would think should be miserable or has been dealt a bad hand didn't think didn't even think about killing himself. You know what I'm saying? So he makes light of that kind of stuff. But again, he's always making social commentary. He makes fun of it or he makes a joke out of it. But he's talking about some real shit. If you dig into it, that's really relatable. And that's everything. Chappelle show all his stand up. There's there's not anything you can pick at that he's not making fantastic points, especially from people of color's perspective. But sometimes people get sick of food. Nobody ever gets sick of discounts on shoes. What? Hold on. <laughs> I tried to laugh through that one. I tried to laugh through that one. I'm gonna be honest, but 
I'm that glad you said something. One, but you know what? Hey, you know, hey, we're making light. If we're talking about Topical. Dave Chappelle, the only thing it. that I think is just say even more terrible. That's fair. No, I get it, man. Just lean right into it. Just lean that's into why it you, That's why you'll never be Dave Chappelle. You don't understand comedy. Like, you you know, know, it's, it's all about comedic timing, and right. you have none. Nah, you just wait. Like, you wait. You just blue face. <laughs> You're the blue face of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> but blue face got a ton of money. So, I mean, if I got to be the blue face of comedy, I'll that's take fair. it. Do we, that's fair. He actually has fair. one of the worst record deals of all time. Oh, wait, but he still got some money in his pocket. Do you have as much money as blue face? Oh, that's, no. that's reductive. But I'm also like, really broke. So, that's that's really fucked. That's really fucked up thing to say, actually. Talent doesn't like how much money someone makes still doesn't necessitate a talent i didn't say it does i would just like to have more money than i do now and that's he's fair. fucking awful and he has oh it's awful that's that's i don't know about that bro have you listened to tatiana that's a Ta- definition dun, 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 dun. that's a definition of awful i mean that, Blueface is great so he used to ride the bus now Ooh, and now, now he wears bus, bus down <laughs> 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 you see and he was just talking shit about you know lyrics right. look at that It'd be I said I think he's bad, but how do I know he's bad if I don't know about him? But you just knew a lyric, like you being, you know, banging it. It, it was. Uh, uh, uh. It just further solidifies my points that you like him. He now wears bust downs. He sucks, but he still has money. So the whole point is, you can suck, but as long as you get paid to suck, then you're good. Oh, hey, okay. Hey, hey. <laughs> speaking of that, Progressive. Go, go to OnlyFans.com forward slash One Awesome Collides. Um, we don't suck, but we need some money. So let's go. Yes, sir. Uh, we actually are uh, pretty soon. I know this is completely unrelated, but we are uh, going to start uploading to our OnlyFans pretty soon. Uh, some behind the scenes uh, stuff and some topics that are a little bit too spicy uh, that we can't put on the normal uh, playlist, as, as you, if, if you will. Uh, so keep in mind, bear with us. It is free to, to, to join our OnlyFans. We, uh, free to subscribe? Uh, yeah. Didn't you make it free for like the next uh, week? Oh, I mean, it can be. I thought it was $100. You no, know, it's free for the next week, so hurry up oh, right now. Subscribe oh, okay. right now. All right, cool. Yeah, so after that, back to $100. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. but so, yeah, so please, uh, you know, you'll help us, support us, help us make uh, make content. Um, we're trying to make this uh, make this happen. Um, again, we are actually, we're going to make it worth your while. Trust us. Stay with us. You know, it's, picks it's for gonna, free sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Xavier's pick butthole, Fridays. Xavier's butthole is definitely the first thing on the menu. <laughs> mm, uh, definitely. So, yeah, so stay, stay, stay tuned to that. Perfect but, wording. Yeah, on the right, on the menu. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, but yeah, like I said, I just wanted to plug the only, uh, you know, plug the only fans. Um, mm. yeah, keep it going. My bad. Let me run it back. No, no you run good. You good. You good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what is, what are some of guys your favorite episodes? I mean, as far as, you know, Chappelle show, like what are some of the most memorable ones that really sticks out to you and why? One of the best, uh, I see the problem with when you talk, when I talk about Chappelle show, I don't think of it as an episodic. I think of each skit, so even skits. if it's right. Even if like the skits were, even if you That's put you do skits. 45 skits in an episode, I don't care if it's episode one or episode 100. Uh, the, fu- the, one of the funniest ones is where, uh, he, uh, where the cops go to the guys. How did, so this actually goes back to a lot of what you say about, um, how he's able to, make light or you know make fun of super serious issues and how funny it is to see the reaction depending on background like for me this is the reason why this is my favorite one of my favorite skits is because i'm literally like yeah i could see that actually being what somebody says like when they when he when uh they go to where he he reports the robbery at his house and the cops come there and they're like oh <laughs> I can't believe, can't believe this. I can't believe this. Uh, this this black guy broke into this house and put pictures of himself all over the dude's house. And he's like, "No, this mouse, and he's still here." Like you know, <laughs> like that one. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's super funny because the reason why I was laughing so hard because I'm like, yeah, that sounds exactly like some stuff would happen if you look if you're if you're black and you look out of place. You know, what I'm saying you it, you could you could call in your own ro- I mean a robbery at your own house and still be a suspect. And that's like a. I think that just kind of goes more over um, 
more to what you're talking about, where he takes a situation that's completely relatable <clears throat> to. I think comedy is a very powerful tool. Mm-hmm. So he takes something that is day to day life for for some of us and makes it so hyperbolic. Like, you know, I know you guys, one of the things you say about me is I speak in hyperbole a lot, but I think watching South Park and things like that is the reason why I, I've done it that way. If you can make something outrageous to somebody, that's how you, the best way to describe how I see something. Like somebody, if somebody, you know, so Chappelle's like, you know, the whole race draft was so, so funny so to me. Funny. It's such a good episode, <laughs> not only because of the content of it, but what it meant from behind, like behind the scenes where right. it's like literally, it, it, it to me, it became more of a commentary on what defines race in general? Like, I know that co- sounds completely weird, like to, to take out of it, but like, I, one of the, like, the hardest part about for me, younger, when I was younger growing up, is that the, it, it was very stereotypical, you know, like when you're, when you're from, you know, a, a less than desirable area, you know, just simple things like education and, and, and reading and, and success in school yeah. is labeled as white people things, you know, yeah. so it's super funny that. Like to have to go through so much of that where they're like, hey, oh, you're reading a book. Like, can't remember. Like, third and fourth grade were wild times. Mm-hmm. Third grade, like, I was reading a book and dude comes like, oh, you're always doing that white people shit reading. And I was like, huh? He's like, yeah, you're always learning, man. You better, you better cut that out. And I'm like, what? What? Like, I guess I get, so to, to learn, I gotta be white. And then, like, the draft, that draft episode happened. And I'm like, that's super funny because they're like, hey, we're gonna trade this race for this race, Ooh, whatever. And I'm like, well, it, to me, it was more of a social commentary on what defines race. And that's why I always thought that, that was a super funny one, not just because the content was funny, but them deciding who belongs who to what race based on the, whatever, whatever yeah. criteria. You know, they deem races decide, decide on it's I feel like that is so much more topical for today. Oh, yeah, because I like that's one of the most complicated. It's one of the reasons why I quit a lot of social media is because there's nothing more taxing than you can do this and be one race. But if another race is doing this, they can't do it. It's like, you know, appropriation, like, you know, mm-hmm. they say cultural appropriation is one of the most tiring subjects in history because people you can literally see somebody say something as cultural appropriation, go to their timeline like three days ago and see them talking about that same thing in a positive light. And I'm like, yeah, see, this is why. Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah, go ahead. And I know it's a little, it's a little off topic, but it's, it's bound to happen. Do you think one race trying to emulate and I'll say cultural appropriation, but that's usually used negatively. I mean, you can still say that it's still accurate. It isn't. I mean, it isn't. It isn't. I mean, I think emulation versus appropriation are two very different. I, I think they're super different. And that's actually but, what's but the whole thing is, yeah, is like you here. talk and it's been popping up a lot lately. Like you call black people an Oreo, right? Like you're like, oh, you black on the outside, but you white on the inside. And you're like, yeah, when I was like nine or 10, you you say that to people because you don't know. You don't. I didn't. Not you. Sorry. I don't. I can't say that. But you, that's been said a ton of times. Yeah. But then the whole you know, white people trying to act like black people and, you it's know, the super funniest thing. It's, it's literally the funniest thing. That's actually part of the, 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 what I'm talking about where it's so exhausting to be like, well, that's what I'm saying though. I, I don't understand. Like, it's, I guess not that I don't understand it. I don't necessarily agree with somebody emulating the things that they see and they like, and then getting shit all over it's be- for wanting to do those things. Everybody's like, you can't culturally appropriate. You've got to stay in your lane. And to me, that just seems counterproductive and tiring. Yeah. Like it's yeah. what I'll say. It's one of like, you know, when all of your media 
Like that's that's a tricky conversation. We could go if we get on this tangent. I could get yeah, it goes a whole different say direction. Let's for the OnlyFans. But yeah, I yeah, just yeah. Yeah. it popped into my head, so I want right. to ask questions. But yeah, yeah, no doubt. But no, yeah. that's fair. But no. that's yeah, like but that's honestly, but that's one of the cool things about Chappelle and things of that nature. Like when you listen to, I know we're talking about Chappelle's show right now, but like it, oh, every episode of Chappelle's show, they should just re-air it at this point. Is like new shit for all the people who never saw it before because I think it still is incredibly it's applicable it's for fantastic yeah. but it's even i think it's even more applicable for today than it was back then back then i would actually agree but you know with how i think back the, then it was satire and it was funny and it was in your face kind it's of the shit. onion it's like the onion effect where the onion was a joke like the onion was a satirical website 10 years ago now it's just news or idiocracy you yeah. go and they're like the plants weren't electrolytes right and then now and now it, it's just like right. We yeah. should probably give our grass some game. It's looking pretty bad. Right. Camacho was a reality TV star and became president. And, I, and we got that. And we, and we got a, a, a totally unqualified person to, who was just good at TV. And now he's a president. That's, I mean, it's, it, it would be true now. It would just, if Chappelle show now, I would, would love to more. water my grass with Gatorade though. That I, would I, be I, cool. I Brando. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> we, the people of the black delegation would like to drive the Wu Tang Clan. Was my favorite part. No, no, that was the the, the Asian delegation did that. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, yeah. They, the they, blacks, the the blacks got the first pick, and they got Tiger Woods. Yeah, they got Tiger Woods. Yep. <laughs> then the Jewish. The Rizza. The Wu Tang Clan. Oh my God! The entire Wu Tang Clan, the Asian delegation, with the surprise of the draft. It was my favorite, bro. I love it Great so series, much. Dude. Yeah. Like when he plays the reporter, that white reporter. I was gonna say, <laughs> that's you know, there's people out there. If they saw that, they'd be like, how come he's allowed to do whiteface, <laughs> but we're not allowed to do blackface? It's the same thing. Uh, they, yeah, you know what? They would have a point, but you know what? <laughs> one is fine and one's not. That's just, I didn't make the rules. I just enforced the ones that benefit me, you know? But yeah, like, yeah, that's what, like, but yeah, dude, like, uh, there's so many good, man, like the, 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 uh, see, the, for a lot of you younger guys, uh, younger people out there, um, you guys don't remember making the band, but the... the oh, man. I'm shutting down the studio. I'm shutting down the studio. <laughs> Breast milk, you made my day. Oh, it's oh, my favorite. There's so much good stuff in, there, in that show. Is it Chappelle's show that I'm going to piss on you thing where he's making fun of yep. R. Kelly? Yep. Yep. And it's the mm-hmm. fucking toilet seats on all the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, the, the reparations episode. And all the businesses are like, ooh, we like black people now. Give me your money. Right. He's like, they're like, ah. <laughs> He's like, where'd you get this baby from? I just bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me some cigarettes. I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Yo, yeah. One of the most memorable lines oh. of all, I mean, I would say of that time was, yeah, like the, the two, I mean, the Rick James episode. Uh, and Fuck your that, couch. Right, and that line right there, the I'm rich bitch line. Yeah. Like there's, it's it zeitgeist, uh, zeitgeist worthy. Like, you know, that, that show was, a, it'll, it, it changed a lot of, of what we see as comedy now and how shows work. I'm, I mean, I can't tell you, it, watching uh, the, uh, the DC, the, the Mark Twain uh, yeah. thing was, was great just to see like, it's good to see that Dave Chappelle, Dave Ch- Chappelle show, Dave, Dave stand up, Dave real life, they're all the same person. Mm-hmm. That's a great feeling to see. Like everybody's telling stories. I'm like, that sounds like a sketch in his show. Like mm-hmm. he is this the, the Dave. Well, Neil the Brennan said it in that in that special. He goes, it was a really cool thing to watch because you got to see Dave be his his full self, and it was exemplified on screen. It's there forever, and it was one of the best like he's like color commentaries, like social commentary on what it was like to be black and what it was like. To, so for people of color commentary. 
There you go. We're going to fix you. You good. Yeah, you got it. You got it. That's yeah. racist. We're going to get you. No, no. We're going to get you taught up. We're They're yeah. not called collared people. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, That's an office joke for all the people that don't watch office other than Jamie. He laughed a little bit. But. Yeah. You see all the black people didn't laugh. Yeah. We no, just except for Jamie. Except Jamie. Jamie laughed. So literally 50% of them did because... How is that 50%? Because you're not black. Wow. That's a tricky tricky one. According to the police. I will say that's a... I am. That's true. If you're not not white, you're black. No, that is fair. Yeah, so I just want works. to know what rules we're playing. Well, by. I'm really happy that 66 percent of black people enjoy the <laughs> office. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- 33 percent. No, 66 percent of black people Do don't like the office. 33 mm. percent, much like Stanley was in that show. 33 percent of black people enjoy the office. That's, that's fair. Speaking of this, this reminds me about my favorite Dave Chappelle show, Chappelle Chappelle show episode, and that's when he has. Um, Who's who's the nigga with the guitar? Who's who's the you know he's uh he Jamie, plays the guitar. Will you type that in for me? Just sexy, like that, that exact on my, words on my browser sexy history. <laughs> guitar <laughs> playing man, John Mayer. John Mayer, everybody oh, yeah, is yeah, a guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. very 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 sexy, very sexy guitar player. That's all you had to say. Sexy yeah, guitar yeah, player. They, you saw oh, I immediately John understood. Mayer, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, John Mayer, yeah. Um, but he's like, all right, <clears throat> so I'm gonna make a test. You go into the barbershop, and he's like, uh, we're gonna have John Mayer play some guitar. So before John Mayer was in a barbershop. He was like, I think in a field with some white people mm-hmm. and he started playing his guitar and they were like, oh shit. <laughs> He's like, there he is. There's the white people. There they go. They can't, they can't help with the guitar. But he goes into the barbershop and he starts doing like a little riff and the barber's like, hey. Oh, riff, 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 No T. No T. Oh, riff. Riff yeah. is like a tear. Yeah, riff is a Riff tear. is like a guitar. Oh, okay. Thanks for the, thanks for clarifying. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. New York public school system did me a great injustice. Injustice. Yeah, that's that right? by that sentence. Is that bro? right? Yeah, that was tough. All right, cool. Just yeah. want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, like when we were eating our hot dog uh, tacos right? and our bags of milk. <laughs> <laughs> Am I from Canada? Is that what? <laughs> did you not have bags of milk in New York? I did not live upstate. You, you fuck. lived in upstate New York. You, was, I was all the north. Like so many you people I talked to, they lived have lived in Canada. In yeah, the Northeast period, a uh, lot of them had bagged milk. So yeah. I was asking. Yeah, I'm when glad you say the New York public school system. Yeah, New York City, New York right. City. But yeah. I didn't know if you yeah. guys also had bagged milk. No, yeah, no, no you no, lived in the Canada part of America. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I lived in New York, New York. You lived in Canada, New York. But I've talked to other people that are from all over New York and like New York City. Oh, that's why oh. I asked you mm. if you also had bagged milk. And he said no, but you, you kept trying to convince him. That yeah. No, because he keeps telling me I lived in Canada, and I'm like, you, no, you I did live in Canada. I lived an hour and a half away from Canada. So, so did you have bagged milk or not? Boom. I did have bagged milk. Canada. There you go. Canadian. Oh, Canada. What is bagged milk? What? What is bagged milk? I've never... Only ca- so in Canada? So it it's literally a plastic bag yeah. filled, with milk. filled with milk. So think of a Capri Sun, how Instead you would take the straw <laughs> and you would stick it through the, like the little perforated top thing in the pouch. The and that, bagged that milk, signifies like higher class? No, that's just how they did things. That's just this. how they did it. Like I they, just like he was Franzia, in the New York public. <laughs> <laughs> he said the New York public school system failed him, uh, yeah. and I was just saying, well, obviously, because they gave you milk in bags. Oh, and no, I was no. trying. You got the bag. Mix. I was trying what to find common ground, but I fucked it up again. Down. Now we're busting. <laughs> so to get a straight, is Xavier the only one who's had bag milk here? Yeah, Absolutely. and I've had bag milk. Bag milk. You've had bag milk. Well, yeah, he yeah. also lived in Alaska, which is pretty much like far Canada. Right. It's like northern. It's like, I feel like Alaska should be more Canadian than New York. 
No, it's the same, except, what? you know. No, like, you can yeah. get to New York without going through Canada. You cannot get to Alaska without, if you stay on the land, going through Canada. But you can just drive five, like, from Buffalo, it's like a 20-second drive to Canada. Not from, from, from Watertown. I don't even know what Buffalo? that is. Is Watertown in Buffalo? Nope, it's three hours, like, north of Buffalo. You've got the weirdest logic I've mm. ever heard ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Canada's right at close to, you know, to, to Mexico if you just uh, go through America. Alaska's way more Canada than fucking upstate New York that's right. two minutes away. Let's run it back. Let's, let's, let's bring us back Yeah, around. I even forgot what the fuck I was saying. God damn it. Oh, yeah, John Mayer playing his guitar. And so he's playing the guitar in the barbershop. And the guy's like, hey, can you shut the fuck up? And it kills me. Just he was like, "Yeah, that's about what I expected to happen." He's like, "Let's try this." And he, he pulls out the dude from the roots playing the drums. Oh, yep. And he's like, boom, boom, and the guy's like, "Oh shit!" And he's like, "Let's go!" And they start freestyling. Oh man, it kills me every time. But that's also like facts. Like, yo, we want to, you know, we want to hear the bass. You know, we want to do our thing. And it was just. And then you also got the greatest freestyle of all time: the oops, pal, surprise. <laughs> oops, pal, surprise. Yes. <laughs> I battle any sex or any race. You beating me is like um, some uh, Billy Crystal playing Scarface. I can't see it. Blind to the eyes. Come up in your face. Oops, pow, surprise. Yes. Oh! <laughs> it's my favorite, bro. As you can, you see, can still remember that is impressive. Yeah. I, me and my friends used to rap together all the time. Like back in like oh. middle school, we were like, I battle any sex or any race. And like any time, like whenever there was a battle, we just jump in with the oops, pow, surprise. You kill it. It was great. That doesn't. No, Yo, you can't come back from that. Who else got a better rap? Oh, well, if you. No, no, no. I'm not saying better rap. I'm just saying it. Just, never mind. If you, if you quoted B Rabbit, then yeah, that'd be the one. The only person that can beat you. Like beat, beat that rap would be like quoting 8 Mile, which is also not fair. Well, oh, that's true. Like, so this is completely unrelated. We, in uh, eighth grade, we did a talent show and everybody, man, they did their best. They worked hard. There's some cool, some cool things. Then the last dude came on, bro. Mm. And all of a sudden you hear, his soul's a scale. Wait, what? How did oh, the beginning? You got one Hands shot. Hands are shaking. Something, something. Yeah, these weak arms are heavy. Just hey. vomit on a sweater already. I was like, oh, it's over. Yeah, like, literally the whole, the whole, everybody, the entire, the movie it? had just come out. Like, mm. it, like literally, I saw a dude was juggling fire. Like, a dude was like, he lit some <laughs> tennis balls on fire. He's <laughs> <laughs> juggling them. Bro, like, bink, 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 bink. See how it's going? He did that. I feel like you did that on purpose just to prove that your stupid fucking mic check had a purpose. So, like you thought it's like it's like how you said Dave Chappelle took the line at the beginning of the fucking oh. thing and he was gonna work it in. You're like, how am I gonna you get already bing, know bing, 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 into this do. fucking episode? <laughs> I love it. You see how we this is this is what comedic timing is. We didn't plan this. We just fell off each other. See, so you taking notes? This is how you make jokes. Yeah, we all laughed and no one just looked at each other awkwardly. Dude, yeah, dude came in like bing 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 and they're like, hey, throw the chainsaw in there, like room room. You know what I'm saying? Was, I was like, damn, he really hey, bro, just crazy doing a wheelchair but juggling. Somebody rapping Eminem's. It was over, bro. He yes, took the crown. He took the crown. It started and the principal walked out. It was <laughs> like, ain't no point. Ain't no point. Let me get this dude his sash. Was I it like no the sash. house band at the bar doing it on uh, on the country version of it like last night? What? What? You don't remember that? We have a bro, video We were there for eight hours. I don't remember much. What do you got? I mean, the the house band at the bar decided at one point that they were going to do Lose Yourself. Full circle. I, I love it. It was uh it was that was the most hyped the bar. Yeah, it was, was pretty that, good. That, it was yeah. that, that is that is 
Uh, the white people enjoyed the mess out of that. Mm, that makes sense. It was incredible. Yeah. That was the white people Chappelle show. Yeah. yeah. I will say, look, I'm not to keep on being off topic, but white people supported the shit out of Eminem, bro. They're like, wait, this is our guy. He did we it, gotta, he We got to support him. And, bro, they propelled that man to number one. This is, uh, I, I don't, think I don't maybe like he did it a little bit himself. Uh, He's what's the baseball dude, Bo Jackson? Nah. He did play baseball, What's the baseball though? dude? Um, Which one? Amy Sosa. No, the first black dude. Oh, oh, Jackie, Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Yeah, yeah, number 42. Eminem, Bo Jackson. Eminem is the, yeah, Eminem okay. is the white people Well, Bo Jackie Jackson Robinson. just did two things oh. at once. Yeah, he did it, bro. Is he? Yeah, he did no, it, bro. I respect. Nah, not the Beastie Boys. Ain't that. It's not the same thing. You know, I wish he was the person. I wish Paul Wall was the person that was bro, champion. Paul, we got to get this show back on the road because no, I can talk about We just do a whole episode about Paul Wall. Yeah. Bro, he said, Ooh. oh, my God. hit it. Bro, nah, dun, I ain't going to do it. Dun, I ain't going to do it. You got to say about grills? You got to do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Smile for me, daddy. Now, what you looking at? Hey, hey I want to see your grill. You want to see my what? Hey, yo. Your, your grill. grill. Yeah, yeah, your grill. grill. Right Rather the jewelry store and tell me a grill. She said. Oh man, uh, yeah, got them yellows, got them purples, got, got them, them reds. Hey. Lights gonna hit and make you woozy in the head. Yeah, you can catch me <laughs> in my too short drop. Ooh. Mouth got colors like a fruit loom box. What it do in a loo ice grill country? Mm. Okay, I can do this all now. Nah, we ain't doing big <laughs> 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 Let's bring it back around. We just wait till like 24 minutes talking about. Yeah, but so, um, yeah, so. Fail show. Yeah. You know, so there was, a, there was a ton of. Man, that was a cool little interlude. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you fucking kidding me? So for everybody at uh, home. I'm so sorry, bro. Maui I'm so sorry. Just spit I'm an wearing entire, a white shirt. Just spit an entire beer. <laughs> All, all over, over all over our recording equipment uh, and all over me. But to bring it back around <laughs> while he recovers, of course it's on me. Uh, but to bring it back around, I'm so well, sorry. I smell bro. like orange dilla so bad right Ooh. now. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> Chappelle, Chappelle show is a uh, you know it's a, a great <laughs> endeavor. Uh, it was a cool little banger. Um, <laughs> he is dying. He's crying. So. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, keep going, keep going, please. You're crying. You're sitting there crying, and you're asking us to keep going. So we're probably gonna take this out of the audio version, but we're definitely leave this in on the YouTube version. Yeah, yes, um, sir. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it's uh, I'm throwing off. When we uh, my hey, bad, bro. Bink, bink, bink. So <laughs> when <laughs> it said, Jamie, could you assist us in getting us back on topic? Chappelle show is great. Yeah, Chappelle show is great. It's a pretty good show. It's a, it's, I mean, you know, it's a really good show. It was culturally, it was, it's a part of the zeitgeist now. Um, so the stand-ups though, um, I enjoyed the problem with uh, talking about the Chappelle show without having to like without rewatching everything is that we're kind of going off of like more of a nostalgia, like what we, you know, things that we enjoyed about, um, like specific parts of the show, the things about the most recent standups that, I mean, I, I think it's a little bit easier for me to talk about is because they're, 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 they're relevant. They're now, um, they had a sticks and stones, um, uh, stand-up special is probably, I'd have to say probably the best stand-up special I've seen in the last decade. Um, that's the 2019 that's the one, right? 2019, the, the, the green jumpsuit. No, yeah, the green jumpsuit boy. Yeah, yeah, so, so yeah, the yeah. one where you talk about Anthony Bourdain. It's incredible, man. Everything, yeah. every single joke. The cool, so and not to interrupt real yeah, quick. Yeah, I no, want to mention this. Do you think, when do you he think. dropped that, it was the absolute worst time for him to drop that because everything was so spicy. Everything was so no, PC. It was the best time. <clears throat> the worst time, and when I say that, because no other comedian wanted to be raunchy <clears throat> or push Fair. the envelope, right. and he said, 
no son this is stand-up comedy and i don't care it even had i think like a zero percent in rotten tomatoes like no, it had a zero percent no, critic did. score yeah, yeah they they it had a 100 percent audience okay. score which yeah, is the important perfect. part it has but a yeah. record for the biggest difference between yeah. audience and critics and score. that's what uh, which is yeah. great i just right. want to point that out so uh, you all you you know me i'm about to say something real spicy spicy hot take mm. hot take know, city i you know if there's one way i know i'm going to enjoy something i go on rotten tomatoes I look at the critic score and then I go on YouTube and I type in blank, blank review. And then if the first thing comes up is an SJW hating it, I know they're going to slap. Because at first they're like, hey, Chappelle came out with a new special. They got like a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. Like zero? What the? What? Gonna be spicy. Bro, he what? And what happened? And I go and the first thing that happens is uh, making fun of people who are different than you is not comedy. I was like, oh my God, this thing's going to bang. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, In all fairness, that's actually the definition I think of stand-up comedy right. is making fun making of fun other of, people. Right, making fun of people who are different than you is the funniest thing that you can do. And but the cool thing about uh, I think one of the things that I enjoy so much is that it's not but it's uh, the fact that people can think that he's making fun of people maliciously. I've never understood that. Uh, the only reason I think that they do that is because people don't like to like you said the, the, it was a it was a bad time for him to put it out because we've gotten to a a a, a, a echo chamber where if you say anything spicy to somebody They've got 12 people in their circle who will say, yeah, that's bad. You should say something to them. And then they say something to you, but okay, I'm not going to do anything about it. And then, but they've never been faced with a no. Like they hear, if somebody's like, I don't like this thing, get rid of it. The internet will get rid of it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's the power of today's, you know, you never have to face adversity. So like when he put that out and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I was like, man, I got to really listen. Like maybe he really did go off the wall and you listen, I'm cackling the entire time and everything. I'm like, how, how do people not find this fun? He made fun of, he touched on so much in that one <coughs> special that you can't tell me you've been laughing for 45 minutes of a special hear one joke that you didn't enjoy and it dropped your 100% rating to a zero. You t like, you're telling me he can, he can talk for the entire day. I actually know somebody that said that if it wasn't for like the, the LGBTQ jokes, it would have been a perfect stand up, that's but that was insane. a huge turn but that's off. What I'm so saying. That's crazy that you can hear you. It, it would be, it, it's funny to, how could you hear something so funny as long as it doesn't make fun of you. That's crazy. Like, so that's let me, I don't mean to interrupt. No, but let go me, ahead, man. Yeah, you I want to touch on this because I took a lot of notes specifically on that one, yeah, which ahead. is great because he talked, he talked about a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. So I actually spoke about this earlier. And it was one, before you spit all that stuff over? Yeah, before I spit this yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. all no over doubt, the table no on you guys. I, I do want to apologize about that. Now I, I mean, you can. If you check only I didn't fans, there'll no, be more spitting. I, <laughs> I didn't suck no ah. dick today, so you good. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. So, what do I want? I want it. Yeah. Oh, oh, I feel right, yeah, right, right. There's no nutritional speed. value right. if there's not Ain't no protein any. in it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, you're right. But I want to talk about this specifically. So one thing that we kind of lost in society is that, one, it's okay somebody disagrees with you. But two is the key part about communication is that no one should tell you how you feel because I said something. It does not necessarily mean that because you get offended. Like I'm supposed to be like, Oh, like fucking like, Oh, eat it. Like, no, you are allowed to receive information. However you want. If someone says something and it offends you, you're allowed to say, I don't like that, which is great because that way we can say, Oh, I now know this. Right. I can either apologize, one, or I can say, eat a dick, nigga, right. and keep it moving. Right? As, as, as the great, as, as a w w great philosopher once said, suck my dick. 
Who was that? Who was a great philosopher? That was me being you. Oh, okay, yeah. Because <laughs> I am the modern day Plato again. Just want to emphasize that. But but this, that's the thing that everybody modern loses. Modern day Plato. I'm modern day Plato. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's the one thing that we kind of lose is that he's Dave Chappelle. What makes him so fucking phenomenal is that he can take a topic that you're not supposed to talk about, and he's actually empowering the people in the same way. So, for example, that episode, he talks about LGBTQ, right? Oh, what the? I'm sorry. LGBTQ plus. He's talking about them, right? And he's making a joke about it. But it's the same jokes that you hear if you're in that community, right? And he actually touches on that specific thing. And people, like, get mad because he he talks about transgenders. He's like, I can't stop making jokes about these niggas. Mm -hmm. And it's it's funny. But it's it's the one thing that's not funny is that and I shouldn't say it's not funny. He he's um he's upset because people are taking um offense to what he's saying, even though he doesn't mean them maliciously. But the problem is that you cannot tell somebody how to feel. You can't tell somebody how to feel. If they take something and they they're offended, that's fine. They're allowed to it. But the thing is that you have to kind of come together and talk about what offended me. And if you listen real quick, <clears throat> if you listen to Dave Chappelle and that specific skit, he's talking about their problems. And their issues and making light of them. Some people even and some people are just so obtuse. They don't even get it. They don't even get that he's talking about like this is the problem that they face in that community. They just see like, oh, how dare he talk about like things in this in visceral manner. But it's to captivate you. So you understand what it's you're saying. Even, I don't, I don't even think it's, I think it's because they 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 speak. They themselves speak in a malicious manner. Yeah. So what I mean by but that is like, that. right. But yeah, no, right. what I mean is like if somebody's if you say a joke and it's like if you say a joke. If you can laugh at the entire thing except for that one part, that means that you yourself were laughing at the other parts maliciously. The not good part. Right. Like you were like, hey, if, this, if, if you listened to 30 minutes of it and it was all funny, then you heard the one thing you didn't like, that means you were laughing not with, so there's a difference between laughing you're with laughing and at, at it. Yeah, you're yeah, laughing yeah. When at you're people laughing and with, not right, at right. Right. When yeah. you're laughing at with a joke, you're like, oh man, that was a great joke. I love it. It was great. But that means you were laughing at the right. things that you heard before. So if you if you can hear that one part and not enjoy the entire thing, that means you were laughing at the material and not with the material. Right. And that's what I think the problem is that they were like, oh, wait, this soft limits. No, that's that's they should, they, they, if you came to a, you can't come to uh, you can't go to a, a football game and then say, wow, I didn't know there'd be a lot of tackling right. in this game. You know, you <laughs> know what it was when you came in the door, yeah. you know, but that's what you know, and the, the, how can you click on something, listen to it. And then be like, even though I chose to do that, I'm mad now. Right. Like, no, nah, man, he, you knew it was going to be a banger. You knew if, if, he, if, he, if, if his entire career has been built upon shock humor, shock humor going yeah. at it, whatever, and then you, you came into this one thinking it was something different, then like I said, you came in there hoping that he was going to raise the rest of the, the earth and leave that one city alone, basically. Well, you're just, you're looking for something to complain about. That's the difference. I think a lot of the people that go in, like you said, you already know what the person's about, you know what they're going to talk about, you know, especially this last thing that he did, the one before that is the one that people were really getting mad about because that's the first time he brought up the LGBTQ stuff. Uh, and then he brought it up, you know, a second time. So people He like, talks about it periodically. Right, but people like are just career. waiting to, to hear what he's going to say and get mad at him. And I'm, one, that's counterproductive. Two, I think something, and there's a couple other comedians that I think approach sensitive topics well, but I think the thing that Chappelle does is he will mix his own viewpoint or questions or everything else in with the joke. But yeah. it seems more to start conversations, yeah. not built on tearing down an entire group of people. And I think especially now and where we're at, you know, 
just socially and all that kind of shit it gets to the point where you have people that might laugh at something or might not laugh at something, but you don't know why that other person's not laughing. So then if they're like, Oh, well, you know, why, what made you mad? And then they can talk to you about it. You may not, you still might laugh at whatever it is. Cause you just want to laugh at whatever, yeah. but you've got a new viewpoint or a new, you know, kind of insight into what that person was thinking or feeling when they heard that. But I do also agree with, I think stand up comedy in its purest form, people should just kind of be able to say what they want. It's a genre that's specifically built on this kind of thing and continuing to try to censor it and make everybody only be able to talk about the same topics or, you know, this, that, or the other. Uh, I think it dumbs it down and it, it doesn't prepare us for what the actual world's going to bring to the table. Yeah. yeah you I know, mean, now, now it does. Now it does. Like you, that's how the world works now. You don't like it. Just complain enough and it goes away. So it's actually like kind of a really good uh, um, representation of how we live life now. Yeah. Well, I hope we get away from that because it's it, like you said earlier, it's kind of exhausting to go through and listen to everybody complaining about every single thing because they don't either want to hear somebody else's side of something or they know what they're saying. They're just actively choosing to ignore the meaning behind whatever they were trying to bring up. So two things I want to talk about what you guys just said. One, he makes a really good joke in this one, and not, this is the only one that I'll tell line by line. Uh, I want to make sure you guys get the other one. But um, so he has a he has a skit that he talks about. So he made a skit about um, saying saying the f word, like the not it not is okay. One of my this that is all oh, man. It is literally oh, my yeah. favorite yeah. greatest favorite line. joke of yeah. the stand up. It is one of my favorite lines line. of any kind of. Ha ha, but seriously, this right. is how people, and I'll stop. But no, yeah, no, hey, he about that, to put the, hey, spoiler alert, there's going to be a couple of dolphin noises in there, but you can infer uh, what's I'm going gonna on. I'm not going to say it, you, you know. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to say dolphin noises, just in case. Yeah, yeah. So, you'll you say, know, you're going to say one of the words, just not the other one? I'm not going to say none of the words. Oh. Yeah. Hey, we've grown. So, that's equality. Right. So, and that's the right thing to do. But anyway, so he says, so he's talking to, um, so he made a joke about trans people. And so he left in the F word, not okay F word in the gay community. You guys should all know what it is. Um, and he, they were like, hey, you know, um, so he was like, yeah, if it's going to make be a big deal, I'll take it out of the show. It's no big deal. Right. They're like, hey, just take it out. You can't use that in, in our network. It's not okay. He's like, no big deal. But I have a question. He's like, I'm not arguing. I just want to ask you something. He said, why can I say the, the hard R N word with without an issue? With impunity. With impunity, thank you. But I can't say this word. And, and she was like, well, that, David, that's because you're not gay. And, she said, and he says, well, um, I'm not a hard R either, actually. And then it was just so, it was so visceral for me mm -hmm. because it's, it's one of those things that I don't, I feel like I notice a lot where you can say certain things or you can make perfect example. WWE had a skit that's in infamy where um, um, Booker T and John Cena are chilling and Mr. McMahon comes up. And this is when John Cena was, you know, rapping, whatever. So he was supposed to be like the doctor whole, of thugonomics. Yeah. So John Cena rapped. Yes. What? He has a whole CD, bro. It's fantastic. Come on, it's like bro. a real, like I can yes. look it up right now. Real CD. Word on, life. I, yes, sir. It's basic. Is it on Spotify? It's on iTunes, all that stuff. Come I'm on. A, you yes. got it in there. John Cena, I need it. If I it actually, wasn't in that documentary, I don't know about it. That's, I that's actually fair. own John Cena CD. I just want to let record know. I went fantastic. out and bought it in that's, FYE. That's I bought fantastic. it with $10. I paid for it. Run Our Test has a CD and it's awful. I would not pay for Run Our Test. I found it in a driveway. Meta World Peace. No, he was still Run Our Test. friend. 
But anyways, we're talking about the joke with Dave Chappelle, how he talked about, the, you know, the F word. So uh, Vince McMahon, he goes up and I guess John Cena's like, hey, what's up? And then Vince like, hey, what's up, John Cena? How you doing, champ? And then he's like, oh, you know, nothing but G thing chilling. He's like, all right. He's like, well, uh, let's see you later. My, and he says, you know, nigga, my nigga. And then John Cena's like, all right. And then so, and then they pan over to Booker T and Booker T's like, tell me he did not just say that. And back then it was funny, right? Vince McMahon said that on TV. He said it on TV. That was an episode of Raw. He said that to John Cena. And then so Jesse's like, what the fuck? And like, it was such a visceral moment. Like when I saw it, I was like, what the fuck? And I cackled. It was so freaking funny to me. But why was that okay? Why did even the network think that was okay for even to happen? But immediately you can't say like shit. You can't say like gay. You can't say all these things. Gold lust was taken off TV for a while, but that was okay. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. it's it's just not okay. I mean, and it is. When he brings a joke up though, that happened for a Chappelle show. That wasn't one of his standups. What are you talking about? That joke that he was making, it had to do with on the Chappelle show. Right, yeah, he didn't yeah, say yeah. that. I'm just right, yeah, wanting yeah. everybody to know. Right. That actually happened in the early 2000s. Yeah, so that explain, wasn't even. Yes, yes, right. Yes, so yes. to explain, uh, the, to come back to that. So yeah, so the reason why the joke was important is because what happened is on that network, uh, it was an episode of the Chappelle show yeah. and the network wanted to pull it because he kept saying the F word with it, like, just you know, doing his thing. Um, and then they said, hey, if you don't take this word out, we're going to pull the entire episode. And that's what started the whole, yeah, I'll take it out, but explain why I can say, you know, hard it, you know, hard R N word as much as I want to right. and not, but not, you know, the word for gays. And then they say, well, because you're not gay. And he said, well, I'm not, you know, like, yeah. So just to kind of put some context on it, it's because it was a, the, what he's talking about right now, the whole double standard of it, but that's the, the beauty of double standards. It's rules for thee, but not for me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we can say it, it's, we talked about this before. It's it's a uh, one. It's I'm flow. not allowed to say anything. That's what I'm saying. It's a flow one way, you know. But uh, yeah. So, um, oh, and the second thing I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Is that again? It doesn't matter if you think something is funny. Somebody at the other end is the butt of the joke. You know what I'm saying? So even if even if it's a harmless joke to you, it's not so harmless because for ex- just a, a quick example, like the whole Jimmy Kimmel thing, right? Where he was being like Carmelone. And at that time you thought it was funny. Right. And be like, Oh, I don't, you just doing black. Like you was being already Carmelone. Still kind of funny. But the problem <laughs> is that when he was being Carmelone, like, yes, he was a black guy. He's trying to be like Carmelone, but you know what, what people thought it was funny. Like, Hey, he's Carmelone. Like, Oh yeah. Look at his, look at his big lips and look at his big nose. And like, they kind of perpetuate like that whole, like black people look funny and that's not okay. So you know let me, let me ask you, I don't think I, but I, that's not what he was doing. Right. Yes. But yes, intent, intent, context and intent right. is the most important thing. You and can't that's say that the because, next part I was because again, say. he, okay. he yeah. was, hold on, but yeah, I, I want to hear my bad. Let's not interrupt. Yeah, yeah. Let's not interrupt. Again. So, but again, that's somebody's perception. Like, yo, what the fuck? Like, why does he, why is Carmelone's his nose so big? Why is his lips? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not okay. Now, if again, we can kind of look at it again, me, it's all based on the individual can kind of look at it and be like, no, that was funny. He's just being Carmelone. Sure, but like somebody else took offense to it, and you, who are you to say like don't be fucking offended? Like you're allowed to feel how the fuck you want to feel, and you can voice that you're dis- that you have some sort of displeasure, and then that's how I think we all learn as a community. It's just like, oh, you don't like that? Well, I'm I'm sorry, dude. Like, and then try to explain your point, and then you're just like, no, man, it really still pisses me off. Like, okay, then agree to disagree, or you know, I'll try really hard to to factor in your feelings. But at the same time, like, you know, we can't necessarily be on eggshells 24-7 trying to figure out, like, what's going to offend the next person. Well, you know, you have to look for intent. But that's just what you said, though. I'm, I, you said you somebody listened. has the right to be offended. To be offended, yes. But you know who the only person who had a right to be I offended in that case? I just got done saying is that you have to look for intent. So it's, that's, I don't necessarily agree that 
you should like you could be offended, whatever. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'm I'm in no place to tell anyone how the fuck they should feel. If they want to be offended, that's fine. But hopefully they voice that displeasure and say like, hey, this offended me and this is why. Which I feel like that's the part of cancel culture that sucks because you can kind of just take something and if one example that I like to use is like um and I know now we're gonna get off topic, but um Jack Sparrow, what's his name? Johnny Depp. Yeah. Johnny Depp was accused of being abusive to his wife and then later found out his wife was actually the abuser and he had lost his jack sparrow role and people called for him to be off of the um not harry potter what's the other one the crimes of grinwald or oh Oh, harry potter not harry potter no it's It's, it's fantastic 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 beast but it's the wizarding world of yeah yeah right but you know what I'm saying? Like people wanted his head on a pike and then like there was no retraction for everybody that was sensationalizing like his supposed things that he did. There was no retraction. No one said like, hey, I'm sorry that we kind of pushed that you were a piece of shit when actually you were the one being abused. Like, they you know, gave what I'm him saying? his job back and Amber Heard's not an Aquaman anymore. So there absolutely was. Not immediately. And I'm no, talking about public perception. Not in the also. same way. Like, yeah, I'll give what he's saying. I, oh, yeah. you're, okay. They were quick to accuse him yes. and vilify him, but Correct. then it took three years it took a after. For everyone thinking he's a piece of shit. And it yeah. took years from everyone to like, eventually be like, oh, actually, he didn't. And probably people listening right now didn't even know that. She pooped on your bed and bit your finger off? Yeah, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just context is key and intent is key. And I think we have to look for that stuff. Um, so we can kind of still talk about that. I have notes yeah, on go ahead, a lot get of your Get your get your DMARC game on. Um, actually, you know, let's just get into A forty six, man. Let's just let's just do it. Right. Let's, let's go and pop that off. But um, what were your kind of like first and like? So you guys have all seen it, right? So what are some takeaways you guys took from it? That's a little bit. That's, that's a tricky one because I, so I try not to be like oh you know being black boo whatever, but that's kind of the thing. Like everything he said in A46 was so commonplace and regular yeah. for me that I don't have a very strong reaction to the things that he no, said. No, that's, that's very um, fair. Like it's, you know, it's, yeah, I hate to be like, oh, come from where I'm from, but you literally like come from where I'm from, you know, bullets are put into people, things like, you know, so uh, I don't have a very strong reaction to someone telling people stuff that they, they might not understand. Like, you know, when they're like the whole the most impactful thing in the entire A46 was the whole Don Lemon thing where he's like, cause one of the things that it doesn't make much sense. Um, the problem with how we and take media now is that we media is so tied to everything. You know, I can't, be, I, I personally can't be away from my phone for longer than like 10, 15 minutes. It just makes me uncomfortable. I, even if I don't, I'm not talking, I'm talking about, I have to be looking at it. I have to just have it near me to know that the, you know, the access is there, but the way we consume media now is that our, I hate to say it's deific, deific, deific. Yeah, deific. Yeah, like uh, you know, the people rely on stars to tell them how to feel about things. So, um, so the I fact take that responsibility, right, right, right. So the fact that people are like, "Oh, Dave, why didn't you say woo, whatever?" And it's like it's, uh, that's the weirdest thing. The weirdest logic to me is that they need like someone can every day bump the same message. Like you can say, Hey, you know, like, you know, someone can be like, say the turtles every day, every day, say the turtles, say the turtles. And there could be a new story where a bunch of turtles got their necks stuck in little plastic rings. And I'm like, someone please yeah, call Ja Rule right, and right, tell me right, how he feels about right. this. Like Ja Rule, you've been banging and save the turtles every day for the last 30 years, but some turtles got their necks stuck. Where you at? He was like, you, the, the last 30 years don't count. Like, you know, the, the ever, if you just, just, just roll every single message in a compilation that I've said over the last 30 years. So I, the, the most impactful thing from that, that I took from that is that 
it's so weird the time we live in where every event happens as an isolated incident. Like if you said something yesterday, it apparently it's frozen in time. It doesn't count toward today, whatever, because he's like, yeah, I've been on that. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I've been showing Chappelle show. Wasn't a, it wasn't a, wasn't untrue. It wasn't fiction. It's just an exaggeration of real life. Right. You know, it's just an exaggeration of what we go through all the time. So the fact that people realistically need him to come out and say, like the whole J. Cole thing where J. you know, they're like, J. Cole, you should be a leader in our community. And J. Cole was yeah, like, You can't be talking about bitches and hoes. Right. And J. Cole was like, Yeah, I just rap and I also don't read a lot. So I don't feel like I'm impactful, you know, to this movement because I don't really live in that way and like, yeah. I can't believe it. I'm like, What? You can't believe people are people. You can't believe, you know, so 846 kind of showed me. Personally, like I said, just because I don't have a strong reaction to it, because everything he just, you know, people get put down sometimes. People get, you know, I know it's depressing to talk like, you know, that, you know, you've seen one dude die, you've seen a bunch of dudes die, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, the way that he speaks, I'm like, yeah, it's just regular stuff. Like, I, I don't know why is it so crazy to other people that when stuff happens, there always has to be a, an outcry. Like, you can't, an event can't just be like, yeah, this is a problem. What are we doing about the problem? Like, no, you got to speak on this exact event. It's like, that's no. If the problem it should be spoken on right. if I have to speak on something every time it happens it falls on deaf ears if you cry wolf every single day eventually people just get you know like they just don't care and you're gonna get eaten you know when the thing actually comes through and that's kind of what I, I took from that I know it sounds silly to take such a small thing from the entirety of that but it, the way he way people speak on things media personalities aren't gods they're not you know they're not to be held to a higher standard He's, he's been saying the same thing forever through everything. Every special, every show, every comment he's ever made is always the same. So why would you ever require it? Hey, you still, hey, Hitler's still bad? Yep. Okay, I'll check with you tomorrow. No, you know, I mean, he's still going to be the same tomorrow. So why are you worried about yeah. it? I don't think he, and, and I guess it, we're just, I'm going to disclaimer this. Everything that comes out of my mouth is my opinion and my viewpoint. No, it's not bad. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Say every say time. That. Anybody who has to say that before anything is going to say something spicy. I'm not racist, but. It's right. not. Well, I'm not saying all black people are stupid, but why do you <laughs> look like that? Like, you know, I don't. Yep. But what, what are you going to say? Why is that funny? Yeah, why, why are you, are you laugh laughing so at that so hard? Yeah, why are you I didn't so laugh hard? at anything. I have too much control over the <laughs> editing process. It's going to look. Oh, that's fair. It's fine. I'm going to look like an idiot now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you laughing for? Be like, what are you talking about? And then I've superimposed a stone, like, just stonewall face and it's like there's nothing there and you're like what are you like, do Jesus <laughs> but I don't know I think he waited song and I don't think he made it for the black community I don't think I don't think 826 was made like a- I, 846 846 sorry okay sorry sorry good I'm really bad at it's all good. Well, it's the Chinese yeah. version of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a bootleg, it's bit a bootleg yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. He copyright. Yeah, they changed one one number. It's fine. Um, I think he made it because people were looking to him, and I don't think celebrities should have that much. And he says that multiple times that celebrities shouldn't have that much power. And the streets are saying something. Obviously, he trusts them because they're the living embodiment of, of some of the shit he's been talking about. Uh, but I mean, we're a nation who really did elect a fucking reality star to office with the appalling shit that he did during mm-hmm. his campaign, the appalling shit that he's continued to do. The man got impeached. I mean, we live in a country that really does put celebrities and shit like that or people they feel have a platform on a higher standard. 
So you could have the exact same opinion as Dave Chappelle, but it doesn't matter because you don't mean as much. So I think he, I think he decided to, to drop this. And I think it's really weird that Netflix didn't go ahead and just put it on their main platform. I don't know if that actually irritates me or not, that they only released it on some streaming comedy thing, right? Like it was I think YouTube. because he didn't make a lot of jokes in it. So yeah, it wasn't like necessarily like, comedy. It was probably like, going to be a throwaway. Be, yeah, but you see all these people whenever all this shit come out that are right. like, we're, we're, we stand with our black community. And then you have Dave Chappelle uh, come out. Like, that's a businesses. That's literally like, like I know, I know, but I'm just saying the the complaint as soon as there is first hit those rainbow flags are gone, boyo. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, no. But it's still June, so right. you know. But uh, oh, so maybe they did it for the 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 LGBTQ community because it's still June, so we'll get it in July since mm. they all hate Dave Chappelle. But I think I think he made it a because he got to the point where he felt he it was time for him to say something. He had waited, you know a month before he said anything. And I think you go back and you see all these interactions that people have, or inter, like white people talking to Dave Chappelle and trying to tell him the same shit that everybody like systemic racism is not real. And you guys don't know what you're talking about and all this other shit. And he is a very big, uh, you know, proponent of after you've listened to me and been educated, you know, now you see it my way, you can be part of the solution. Don't be part of the problem anymore. So I think he is a very, He's an apathetic motherfucker. If he doesn't want to do something, he doesn't want to do it. Like, he's just like, fuck you. I'm not going to do it. John Stewart told that story about how he was like, hey, we're going to go talk to the, the, the wounded warriors. You haven't been doing comedy in a long time. You know, they love your DVDs. What, what do you say? You just come with me and we, you know, blow the roof off of that place and surprise them. He's like, I don't want to. I'm like, no, I'm so good. he's like, no, I'm good. So he's still, so I don't, I don't think he does anything that he doesn't want to do, which I think it makes it more important that he decided to do something. But I think he honestly did it because in his mind, he wants to say, hey, come be part of the solution with me. And here's, you know, after Candace Owen and like the Hodge twins and all these people are putting shit online about, you know, this is all a myth. It's not real. And they're only using it to, to gain their own, you know, notoriety and make money off of it. I think that's kind of what pushed him to the cliff was seeing white people be like, oh, well, I found black people that agree with me. So obviously like what you just did earlier with the Tim thing. Well, it was a joke, but mm, yeah, uh, sure. Now it's a joke. Yeah, it was a joke, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's very similar to what I did earlier with the Jamie thing, mm-hmm. where you know one black person agreed with me, so I must be correct and not insensitive right. or whatever. Exactly. But yeah, so I think you'll have people who have DMARC's take on it. That's like this is this is life. I don't need to hear this dude talk this shit. And then you're gonna have all these other people that listen to him, like, oh my god, maybe this is a bigger deal than I thought it was because. You know, I like Dave Chappelle and I've liked Dave Chappelle's shit. And I'm not saying that's the right way to do it. I'm just saying I think that was he had some shit to get off of his chest. And I think that's why it was important for him to release it, because now he's like, hey, I can't listen to all this ignorant shit come through. I'm going to say what I want to say and we're going to go from there because it was really short, too. It was like 26 minutes, like the whole show. And most of his stand ups are an hour to an hour 20. So, you know, obviously he wanted to make a point and not be funny. So my interpretation of 846. Um, so I think he had he was f- he fully on intended on on making jokes and, and having like a regular stand up thing. Um, but he kind of got caught into the moment. Um, there were some moments where he was, you know, like he was like, I, I got some pussy jokes written down, too. You know, I, I promise I'll get to him and he'll make some jokes here and there or whatever. And I think that the part of his genius is that he doesn't have to try to be funny. He just is. He can just say anything. And I, I think um, 
one of the the old specials where he was trying to make up. He was like, I just want to, I want to say pussy juice. How can I tie that into a punchline? And he's like, I got to figure it out. And he went through the whole like spiel and he actually made the, the punchline. Um, but so I think he was doing the whole thing where he was just kind of, he was just going to make a moment to like talk about it, but he just got so emotional and, and started just kind of riffing and talking about um, the things that he wanted to talk about. And, you know, even talk to talk about, I, you know, like, Oh, Candace Owens and a stinky pussy. <laughs> I, I don't know that it stink, but you know, I just think it does. But, but I'll, I'll, find I'll tell. Out, I'll let y'all know. Like Azalea Banks, I'll tell. <laughs> and it was great because she was talking shit about him. So he kind of like threw a little jab. Yeah. So like you can tell he's socially aware. And and actually, I have a very very similar take from D Mark is that he was saying things that just rung true. Like he was just preaching to the choir. As far as to me, and I think a lot of people that were in the in in the audience as well. Um, but he wanted to kind of just say his piece. And he, like I said, he, he even mentioned like I wasn't gonna say shit. But like, you know, fuck it. Like I've because he's been saying all these things. Nothing that he said in 846 isn't anything. You can go look at any one of his specials. Fuck, even Six and Stones, he talks about um like how like the only the only way we're gonna get the gun laws to change is that if we Everybody all every single goes. African American goes and gets their fucking gun license. Cause the only time they made an amendment, the NRA opposed like actually wanted some strengthening gun laws was when the Black Panthers showed up with AK-47s, and he talked about that. But he has been t- he talked about that, what, fucking 2009 or 2018? Yeah. He also made a mention about that years ago also. So it's just like him calling back to say, Nick, you know, I've been talking about this stuff. I've been saying this is a problem. I've been saying that, you know, like, black people don't get any love, or he mentioned now, like, you know, he's living through a world that that wasn't necessarily meant for him to succeed or, or meant for, like, for him to receive love, right? He's always going to be... Um, one step behind. I think, you know, we kind of already talk about that a lot where, um, you know, you know, people of color, they start the the race, you know, way farther back than, than white people and stuff like that. And, and he mentions that kind of stuff too. Um, but the, the thing that really stood out to me is just how much attention to detail he has. And so when he's it's talking in, it's about incredible, it's, it's fantastic. I, I feel like I, I also like obsess over details, um, but he definitely like shows like he's in a different level. And he has a lot of time time to think and reflect. And when he's comparing to like um, eight forty six was the time that he was born, and like you know eight twenty eight twenty four is his birthday, and it's, you know Kobe's number. Like just he's tying everything back. And if you appreciate a good story, one of the things that I I like in life, like like reason why I watch anime and stuff like that, is I love a good story. And the reason why Dave Chappelle is so captivating to me is that he's just a fantastic storyteller. His jokes, the way he delivers it, just just from his inflections to his emotions to like how he takes you to the story, he ties something from the very beginning to the very end. It's just it's just top tier. And the fact that he kind of called to that, and and not only that, but used that superpower of his of 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 having that detail orientedness that he has to be able to say, look at all this shit, and he and he calls back to like how you know he actually had. You know uh, how I think he said like his parent. Like, again, I don't want to ruin anything too much for you guys, but um, how he was talking about how George Floyd was was calling for for his dead mother, and how um, he only witnessed that one other time, and like that's not something that's normal and stuff like that. And and I don't want to you know get into that too much, but just his his storytelling is is fantastic, and and I couldn't I couldn't say anything, but like I was just so happy that he he said something. And that he he said these things and he was unapologetic. And you can just tell when he was just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm out of here. And like his demeanor, like he was just like, fucking this isn't fun. Like no one's coming to pay and, and hear me rant. But everyone still appreciated it for, for what it was. 
Um, but you can tell, like, it's, like to me at least, that he he didn't plan on doing those things. He really wasn't gonna make some jokes, but or try out some stuff he's been working on. But he just got so caught up with with how he felt and got so emotional and and he was talking about like, man, the streets are talking. I don't gotta say shit. You know, it's you you shouldn't have to look for anywhere else. You shouldn't have to look for anyone else to tell you what the fuck is going on. And it's funny because I kind of want to I want to make this joke. So I saw a meme about uh, uh Bobby Hill where like somebody had made a joke like. Um, like, oh, uh, I am white, and this is the first I'm hearing about this. So give me, give me some, uh, give me some details. So the whole joke was like, it was like, oh, you know, black issues and black problems, and, and then you know, Bobby was saying like, oh, I just so happen to be white. Tell me more about these things. And that's kind of how I feel. Like all of a sudden, it's 2020, and black and white people are like, damn, y'all have all these injustices. Y'all got, y'all got all these problems and all these things that are racist. That's can you tell me more about that? Because I had zero idea. But we've been living all of our lives. And we have like Chappelle show and we have like all this shit that talks about black struggle and black issues and, and books and, and articles and whatever. And people are just like, I didn't know about these things. I didn't know about, you know, black poverty and, but and you, this, okay, that, but, and hold on, but you say it mockingly, right? Yeah. So are you more mad at you don't believe those people no, that they didn't know? Or are, are you saying that they should have known? Well, you know what the sad part is? Not even sad, but I think the, the crazy part for me is that I totally believe people when they say they had no idea. I totally believe it because I think we, we are so used to like not wanting to like rock the boat or like a f- not even necessarily offend, but it goes back to what I was saying. Like people should be allowed to say like, I don't like this thing. You know what I'm saying? I think we went a lot, especially like, like me, like I always make the joke, like I want, I want uh, reparations of clout. Like I used to always be made fun of for like liking anime and and liking like rock music. And like now for whatever reason, like every everybody's like, I love anime. What? Well, kill some gays. Let's go. Like, what, where was that energy? Like in middle school, what was the energy in high school? That all of a sudden everybody like anime, everybody like video games, everybody like comic books. What was the energy before? We're like, what are you what are you doing? Man? You ain't you ain't throwing this football. Why why are you reading comic books? Why are you why are you why are you watching anime? Why aren't you watching ESPN only? You know what I'm saying? Like I make that a joke, but that's actually what happened. All, like every day, like I'm, <laughs> I made a comment earlier where like there was so I, like I told you guys I used to live in New York, and it was, you used to live in New York. I used to live in New York City. In wow. case you guys didn't know that, but with I, your robots, I did not live with robots. Actually, <sighs> I want to tell so many stories, but I used to live in New York, <laughs> and I used to make I I told you know my girl about how um I didn't necessarily know a lot of white people, not necessarily like I was just like I. My classroom was mostly like Hispanics and blacks. There were some white people here and there, but usually if they, people were, were fair skin or, or light skin, like it was probably like an Argentinian or some sort of Hispanic. It wasn't like a straight white person, just where I grew up, right? And then so when I got plucked out of New York City, Manhattan, you know, Washington Heights, uptown, and go like, you know, bumfuck cornfield, Indiana, and I get put into a neighborhood that was pretty much all white, it was pretty visceral for me. And, but at the same time, like it was probably visceral for other people because they didn't necessarily have like a Hispanic friend that wasn't like Mexican. So that was the other thing. People would be like, hey, you know, you're Mexican, right? Like, no, I'm not. And it was so weird. Like, so you're not black, you're not Mexican. What the fuck are you? And that was uh, my life for like for 10 years. It's explaining people like, hey, there's something else, believe it or not. And that's something that I lived through, you know? And then so it kind of comes back to like, you know, white people being like, oh, like, tell me about these problems. Like, they just had no idea for whatever reason. But And I don't necessarily blame them, you know, it's not even a blame in general. But like, it's just so crazy. Like, all these things, like, you can be like, I had no idea. But also, like, I didn't necessarily know, like, even what, like, really what racism was in a, in a sense. 
until I lived here. But then I start thinking back about all my experiences and, and kind of like, hey, you can't walk this, you know, you can't go this direction or you can't be in this neighborhood or you can't be out too late. And like the little things you kind of get taught throughout your life, you need to necessarily think about why people were telling you these things. Right. And I think the other side, like white people have the same thing where like they were kind of like maybe say like, hey, don't do this. Don't talk about this. Don't do that. And you're kind of groomed to kind of like live the the life that we live now right so you kind of go go around life with some blinders and all of a sudden you know like we have this internet boom and you can talk to somebody from china and asia and and from california to to montana and then we just started exchanging ideals you know quicker than we ever have and now people are just like whoa this is not an isolated incident like i can i talk about twitter all the time where like i've i was for the longest time the only kill switch engage fan that existed for whatever reason because every single person i talked to like who the fuck why are you li- what no i don't listen to that mm, i like Screamo kill stuff, switch engage which is really funny I, I think we might have like talked about it but i never necessarily explained my fandom to you mostly because everyone that i spoke to always gave me a negative reaction white people black people whatever they're like whatever it was great so you see like a hawaiian looking hispanic which is at super one confusing. point metal was nobody's scene no so you just want to hang out with other people that liked metal yeah <laughs> and so i make a joke about twitter where like i remember like i was like oh yeah i like to engage and like everyone's like dude me too that's fucking great and we had like this whole thing about end of heartache my curse and, and how great howard jones is and i was like i've never had that experience ever because I've been so used to people saying like, oh no, or like, if it's either like, why do you like that? Or like, whatever, you know, and never like a positive reaction, I just stopped talking about it. But it's stuff that I didn't even think about until like, I started putting the pieces together. You know what I'm saying? So Dave Chappelle, t- he, he does a lot of that stuff where he, he mentions a lot of things and he's been doing stand-up for how long? How long has he been, he's been I, doing stand-up? Uh, 32 years. Like, what? It's yeah, 32 14. years. Yeah, and he's been talking years, about yeah. the same shit. For the same shit. And he has black, white, Asian, Chinese fans. But think about how many more. F- That's why I think this is, I think, more one of the more impactful things that he's probably done recently. Because Netflix is such a huge platform, right? Like, if you didn't have cable, you weren't watching The Chappelle Show. And you, you say the same about YouTube. That's Kind of, yeah. But YouTube doesn't have all the same, like, rights that Netflix has. Like, everybody has Netflix. If you ask me YouTube shit... YouTube to me uh, is still has YouTube now too. With right. But I'm saying, YouTube. but you, but you talk to synonymous. I understand. You say yeah. YouTube to me. I'm thinking fucking the Maya. Yeah. Memes like, and shit. Yeah. Like just that shit. Like, yeah, I don't see, I don't, I forget constantly that YouTube is actually a, a media based platform for all yeah, kinds of shit. Right. Which is funny since we're doing things and we want people to watch our YouTube, right. but uh, go to our YouTube channel when awesome collides. But, uh, I think over the past, his first one came out, he left. So like 2004, he left for like 12 years, right? So Dave Chappelle didn't show back up till like 2016, yeah. 2017. And the first thing he did really was a big Netflix special. So I think he got a lot more fans than what he had in the early 2000s and the 90s. And so for him to do something like this, yeah, it was a, it was a bit more poignant and a little bit more just like he was exhausted having to go through it again. But I think he'll honestly reach more people this way that, again, just for whatever reason, didn't know. And I think that that is why for me, I wish they would have released it on Netflix because more people would have seen it. But I think his fan base... I disagree. I think his fan base is more diverse now than what it it was in the 90s and early 2000s. So I think as a country that looks to media personalities, and he even says it, he's like, you all trust me. I sit here and I say, I don't know why I need to say something. I need to say something. He's like, you trust me. You trust that what I'm saying- And that I won't lie to you. Is, is, is valid. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not out here. This isn't, I, I, I have more money than, 
I need. I have more notoriety than I could ever ask for. I'm saying this because this is what I feel and this is what I think. And then he backs everything up with facts, right. which is why he's so impactful because he starts saying, hey, you know, here are all of the, you know, black people that have died from police brutality. And then and I didn't I didn't think I, I listened to it today and it, it was kind of funny because I had had a conversation with my dad. I don't know, like a week. Is, is he white? Yeah. Dad, OK, just for the viewers that may not know. <laughs> oh, you, you you mean the viewers that might not know that I'm white? Yeah, 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 for listeners, yeah. Okay, hey, listeners, my entire family is super white. Okay, cool. Perfect. Just want to make sure everybody knew. In, in 2020? Wow. 2020, bro. <laughs> you know, if I could go to the tanning salon and they're like, hey, we can hide you, I'd be like, I might be about that right now, like just <laughs> hiding the shadows a little bit. Hey, that's but, fair, uh, like the Underground Railroad, but for like hey. white people, like, hey. Shout out Beethoven. Yeah, hey, see, he okay. did it. Yeah. He did it. I need, but then I get yelled at because... You know, I can't be Carl Malone, but yeah, um, I mean, you I'd could had if you con- tried hard enough. No, uh, I had a conversation with my dad and he was, he was in no way. He, he, he's very much look at both sides of, of the coin. And I think, I think that's a good way to look at things, but being ex military, he does side a little bit more with, you know, law enforcement and stuff like that. Right. And yeah. he was bringing up some of those, um, police killings that had happened, a few 10, five, 10 years ago or whatever, where the cops were sitting in cars and somebody came up and, and shot them and all that kind of stuff. And when Dave Chappelle actually brought that up, I had never looked into it any more than what the media had given me. It was yeah. always, there's a psycho out there killing cops because he wants to kill cops and, and all this other. I had no idea it was an ex LAPD officer who former military was former military and been kicked out of the police force because he had put a complaint in on somebody who he believed had used excessive force and he went through the law and tried to get everything back. And then he ended up basically just breaking and saying, well, clearly these guys aren't about law and order. And I was trained that if you're not about law and order, you're an enemy to the state. And that's why he killed them. But I never, I, to this day, I still didn't know that that. was his interpretation. That's not, no one actually knows, but right. Just, but yeah, that's another viewpoint right, right. and more information on a story that all I had heard is police families are terrorized across the country, even though it was only there. And then they were talking about like the police dying in, in Texas and all that and how it was all ex-military. And there's just like, no cops are waging war on us. We're going to wage a war back. And I think giving information and giving perspective that way is another reason that this was such a, uh, an interesting thing for him to do and it's smart for him to do it the way he's doing it because if you don't back things up with facts and it all sounds super opinion based, nobody's gonna listen to it past that. They're all gonna try to poke holes and and all that kind of shit. And I think that's part of the the intellect behind whenever I don't think Chappelle opens his mouth if what he's saying isn't something that he either believes or knows, you know, to be true kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Um, you have anything you want to touch on eight forty six, bro? No, so um, just kind of wrap this up. I know we've been talking for a little bit now, but um, I, I definitely, I, I'm a huge fan of Dave Chappelle. I really, I really hope that um, comedy doesn't go away. I think a lot of stuff that we do here uh, is kind of, in essence, what he kind of does. We take a lot of a lot of social issues that that we see, a lot of life experiences, and we kind of make you know make fun, make jokes, and stuff like that. And and I think you know we use people like you know Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan, all those people that that, that make light of of social injustices or social issues and make make jokes, makes laugh, you know, just laugh a little bit. I think we do a lot of that stuff here, and and I hope that you know that in the current social climate we can still we can still have that and not necessarily have to worry about like who we're gonna offend, like you know, 
look always look for positive intent, but at the same time, um, it's is up to you. If if you decide that you know, bink bink bink, it's offensive to you, or pow pow, it you know, make it make it make it known. But at the same time, like understand, like we're here to make you laugh. We're here to make you make you hopefully not cry. And, uh, no, you can't you can't backpedal now, bro. Go wait, back wait. to go back to episode bow, one. Bow, bling, nah. oh, oh yeah, I'm no, fuck your you. opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, fuck your opinion. I'm not here to fucking, you know, I need God, I need Jesus, all that shit. You know, so but no, and all, all all jokes aside, man, you know, we're here to make you laugh. You know, we're all gonna talk about some serious shit too. And uh hopefully, you know, this this was enjoyable for y'all. And uh if you have not caught the eight forty six episode, it is on YouTube. All the stuff we talked about. Also on Spotify. Like, that's how I listened to it today. The whole oh, thing. Right. Okay. It's on Spotify. That's how I listened to it in my car. So nobody has an excuse to not go listen to this. Yeah, just like our podcast. You know, we we actually have it on Apple iPod, uh, Apple Podcasts. We have it on Spotify, YouTube, shit, Podbean, all that shit. So support your boys. Support black culture. Support black entertainment. Um, support my nuts. All that shit. You want to tell them before we leave that I'm not really a racist? Um, no, he's uh, definitely racist. To be seen. We're going to go ahead and leave that up to the viewers. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a lot of shows to prove that, that we are right and you are full of shit and, and you are a racist. So um, hopefully as time goes on, you guys, we, we're not canceled and, and you guys enjoy what we have to do here. So hey, again, uh, you know, follow us on uh, YouTube. You, uh, it's when Awesome Collides, all one word. It's W-H-E-N-A-W-3. So S-O-M-E-C-O-L-L-I-D-E-S. Uh, you can find us on uh, the only thing that's different is our Twitter. It's WA3C tweets. Um, so, again, hey, spread us around, you know, let people know that you if you enjoyed this, if you hated it, that's fine, too. Leave us comments, leave us feedback, help us get better. Uh, get Catch us again next week when we talk about another delicious, spicy subject. Um, like I said, we are going to give us some time. We are going to definitely uh, fill up, fill up the whole content coffers. You guys are not going to be starved for content we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and pump this out for you guys so hey thanks for joining us from episode one if you started there episode two if you started there till now again much love much love oh the outro <laughs> <laughs>